0: what's up YouTube I oh, I am NOT adjusted to the time change sunlight is still out it's freaking me out odd time for me odd time we'll see how it translates into a show but what do you do what do you do I'll take the time change unfortunately it's one of those things that uh, kind of encourages me to work later in the afternoons but it is what it is it does what it does and so on and so forth so what's up telly Coleman so I did the video this week about the uh, slow release nitrogen forms <clears throat> I could really talk about that for extended periods of time because that was about as simple as i could put it in terms of the slow release ureas that are out Um, i could get so much more in depth between the different urease inhibitors that are out there and i mean i could fill up multiple multiple um you know 20 or 30 minute talks about it because (laughs) they as far as what's out on the market i mean there's just So much that's available and it all really just kind of does the same thing what's going on back to nature how are you good sir Marco I tell you what man I do want to make my way out to California I'm not gonna lie I had a tough time in Los Angeles last year I had a good time while I was in Los Angeles but that was the most brutal traffic I've ever experienced in my life man so I would like to go back to California uh, and experience it outside of LA that's for sure LA was cool though it was really cool that's right David Watkins that's right I see what you did there that's pretty funny what's up Popo and son how are you sir Alan Thompson what's going on we're good the family is good brandon64 from peru what are you doing down there in uh in uh in uh, south america that's uh it's a good ways away down in down in peru not gonna lie i'm a little jealous i'm a lot jealous for those of you that don't know that about me i enjoy traveling <clears throat> rarely do i ever have time to travel but i do enjoy it um you know, my, my wife has obviously taken me to Japan and got to experience that. And what an adventure it was. So I got the travel bug. I definitely have it. I'd love to go and check that out. Lush lawns. What's going on, my man. How are you? How are you? So, you know, like I was saying with that, with that first video, I was, you know, mainly just trying to stick to urea. Um, the more I'm not using urea, the happier I am with the performance of my nitrogen. Um, I get a lot of questions about the different slow releases and whatnot, so anyway, I wanted to make that video to kind of show um, the different urea options that are out there and you know, kind of highlight the pluses and minuses of each one. Um, from what I am gathering in my own personal experience is um, urea as an in source just doesn't perform super, super well. So temps around mid-40s. Is it too early or late for crabgrass pre-emerge? Um, it is perfect for crabgrass pre-emerge. Um, you're not too late nor too early. Mid-40s is where I would accelerate the rock and roll pace on getting them down. I don't know, Jason, if you are a homeowner or an industry professional, if you are an industry professional, I would make sure that you get your pre-merge down as quickly as possible because you are in prime time as they would say. Um, yeah, man, get it down. You are good to go throw you some Prodiamine or Dimension, or whatever it is that you want to put down. Uh, you can put down AquaCap, your pendimethalin. You can put down Gallery, Isoxaben. Uh, you can put down uh, Benzamec. You can put down sand, You can put down Mesotrione. You got several options there, sir, several options. Have a lot of sandbirds in my Bermuda grass. Any recommendations on prevention? For prevention, sandburrs isn't something i have to deal with a lot of um i want to say pennant magnum is one you can use for sand uh for sandburrs the other would be maybe one of the one of the triazines, so maybe simazine or atrazine uh, may help with the sandburr issue Uh, also i would check the label on uh, Soxbin gallery uh, and check and see on that. I'm not I'm just I, that's one of the weeds that I don't have to deal with a lot So um, I think pennant magnum is the main one though. So There you go. There you go um, You know here we go back to nature This is one of the interesting things here, so uh, If you if you look at the the ms MSL MSLN, the the minimums for plant performance and plant health turf grass actually performs very 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 well at a super wide range of potassium so I wouldn't get caught up on avoiding using a product because it's relatively low in potassium Um, again by establishing a good soil surface area Uh, You, in turn, generate a healthier plant with a healthier root system, and it tends to manage its K levels much more efficiently without the requirements of high K inputs. So just because it doesn't have high K doesn't mean you're not going to get enough K, because if you can maximize the efficiency of the K that you apply, then your plant will have enough that it needs. Um, again, and this is coming from from University, uh, I think pace turf was one of the ones who uh, front ran the uh, K and P tolerance minimums and it is super super low. So as long as you don't have 0 K or 0 p and you have some, typically that's usually enough for it to get by um, because it's right around borderline zero p or k that you begin to see a decline in turf performance now there's a little bit of fluctuation there with bermuda grass bermuda grass um tends to have like this odd bell curve where it's as you begin to elevate up to about 110 parts per million of the k uh you you see a performance increase in bermuda grass and then the crazy thing is is that as soon as you exceed 110 parts per million you see a sharp decline In Bermuda grass uh, or it'll be no difference and then a sharp decline so it's 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 really odd so I try not to get too caught up on so much of uh, you know soil test results it may throw something out there to me as a baseline something to work with something to correct Um, but you know it's just not something I typically get hung up on it may tell me where to begin supplementing for an immediate effect you know because if everything under soil test looks good the grass is struggling and you have no magnesium in the soil well an application of soap mag or uh, magnesium sulfate may unlock everything else in that fu- in that plant function and then all of a sudden you know you look like a hero where you only supplement a you know one one element uh, but the lawn absolutely took off so um <clears throat> anyway all that to say I don't know what I was going to say. Anyway, I, what I was going to say is that you know, give it a try. See how you like it. Um, I don't think you'll be too. I think you'll be happy with the results. How about that? How about that? Um, John Mernick. I use Roundup for Lawn. Seem to remove everything but grass. Uh, that yeah. You know, that's that's typically. I think what it's designed to do. I was looking at the active ingredients in it and um, it looks to have active ingredients that are going to be primarily catered towards broadleaf weeds uh, with some activity on sedges, uh, probably limited activity on grassy weeds that are warm season. So potentially your crabgrass may have some effect to the uh, roundup for lawns, but outside of that, Probably not a whole heck of a bunch of others, maybe some barnyard grass or, uh, you know, your other but giant foxtail, um, possibly even wild barley may be responsive to it. So that's about in line with what it's designed to do. What's going on, Rich? How are you, sir? Uh, that bifin I put down a couple weeks ago was a waste. Temps were on the rise in North Florida, then two days of frost this week. Man, Brian, that's tough, dude. That is tough um yeah we're having a weird spring that's pretty interesting that y'all are having frost in north florida you know we had two mornings of snow this week and it completely threw me for a loop uh it's kind of threw lawns for a loop uh through my schedule for a loop that's for sure so You know it is what it is. It's one of those those weird springs where you know I think we have a like uh, you're out of the you're in the clear with a with the frost. Uh, I want to say April 15th in Knoxville. So you know, I always think that's crazy. I am like we never get frost. I'm sorry. We never get frost in April, you know, but here we are mid to the the latter half of uh, of March we're still getting frost. Typically we're not this time of year. What's your typical recommendation for first insecticide app? Um, for me, where I'm at, Brian would be late April, early May. So, um, yeah, that's that's where I am. Telly, I hate that your green lawn turned brown. I'm not gonna lie, everything here is still green. In fact, I just um, I just got done shooting some video with my my front yard, and I finally put my first cut on my front yard since. I killed it out and reseeded it last year um, I kind of half-assed my renovation I didn't have time to do it and uh, I don't have an irrigation system and I didn't have time to water it so you know I, I, I aerated it I seeded it and then I called it good and sprayed it around up at the same time so uh, interestingly <coughs> allergies fighting allergies um, for the most part it all came up and it looks pretty good i have not had to mow it all winter or fall last year finally today i put the first cut on it didn't really need it i probably cut it like three and a half inches and cut maybe you know three quarters of the lawn you know actually received a cut so you know that that's kind of what's going on here with the with the weather um obviously that's a big sprouting pout the other thing I did too was I went ahead and there's going to be another video coming out. I lit it up with the Air Eight at a uh, at an experimental rate. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, in an experimental way, I did that as well. But more so, um, <clears throat> how much in slow and quick release with RGS, <clears throat> Andrew? That's just it um <laughs> for good results um, okay that's that that's that's um, it's, it's kind of a open-ended question that's that's like asking um, you know how how much how much advil should I take to get rid of my my headache you, know, there's, you could take one you could take, Four and they're all going to get rid of your headache. So, you know, if you're, <clears throat> it depends, like, how long are you, I guess to kind of preface this, um, how long are you between each of your applications? Um, because really, it all comes down to timing. Um, you're going to get a healthier plant by feeding less, more frequently. They call that spoon feeding. That's why you see that on the golf courses it's less stressful you're able to maintain uh, a a more consistent top line of your nutrient levels so instead of having these peaks and valleys you can you can have a little more of a gradual rolling effect if you spoon feed very frequently Um, whereas if you know you're only going to be feeding like once every 10 weeks or once every 12 weeks what happens is, is you know you can try and catch it with slow release <clears throat> but usually what ends up happening is you get your quick release part portion of it and then it dials back and then your slow release kicks in or you kind of get this curve like this where it, it reaches its peak and then it just kind of fizzles off and and slowly drains out so really depends on your application schedule. Uh, what is your application schedule? Um, and typically, because humic acid is going to stabilize in, uh, realistically, you know, you can get probably upwards of five, maybe six weeks of color from just quick release. Um, <clears throat> why you need to apply it with slow release would just be more so in the sense that you need more time between your applications. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to be a, a necessarily healthier for the plant thing to do. I hope that makes sense. Uh, but I need a little more information from you because that's a that's a pretty wide wide range of answers I could give you there um, Alan Thompson, you can use it uh, with a pre and post here's one thing to keep in mind due to the higher ph of the air 8 the herbicides you mix with it will not be stable for long so anything you mix in conjunction with air 8 you need to apply that day do not let it sit in your tank overnight uh it'll begin to to react with the organic acids and tie a lot of that up and render it ineffective so Anything you mix, spray it that same day. Don't let it sit overnight and then spray it the next day. (coughs) Phil, best way to remove fescue from a Bermuda lawn this time of year? Uh, Scalping will not help anything. Um, It's just a temporary fix, and more than anything, this is going to allow the fescue to jump up faster through the Bermuda grass. So what I would do is... I would use an herbicide like Certainty or Monument or Revolver or uh, Katana. <clears throat> all of those will, <clears throat> all of those will kill fescue without harming your Bermuda grass, and they're not really going to have a big impact on the transition of the Bermuda grass. So you can have at it um the other one too if it's hot enough celsius may be a good fit for you as well so uh look look into that um i will warn you selectively controlling fescue in a bermuda lawn is not a cheap thing to do so keep that uh paul what is the score of the Tar Hill game uh i'm curious how that how that works out I put RGS out out with my fur on some fescue yards last week already. Got big results this week. I'm very impressed. Very good, Paul. Very good. Lush lawns. Part of the deal with Air 8 is that it has to be at a higher pH in order for the chemical reaction to take place in the soil. So, no, you cannot lower the pH of (coughs) of Air 8 and have it do the same thing. Also, if you do lower the pH of air eight, you're likely to cause precipitate to form. So I would not recommend you do that. Um, the active ingredients to look for are going to be sulfonylureas, so sulfosulfuron, trifloxysulfuron, forum sulfuron. Uh, I can't remember Katana. Maybe it's rim sulfuron. I, I don't remember Katana, but but those are the uh, those are the main ones. sulfonylureas. man i can't believe the tar heels are struggling like that that is tough 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 um so i you know what one of the crazy things i'm doing right now with the air eight is high rate on that is going to be two to three gallons per acre i went ahead and i ran Four gallons to the acre at low volume on my yard just to see what's going to happen. Just to see what's going to happen. Thank you. I'm planting half pound of N per thousand three to four times per year with my RGS every eight weeks. Okay, Andrew, <clears throat> this is what I do. So if you're going eight weeks, um, I can tell you what I would do is I would have ammonium sulfate blended with a sulfur coat urea and I would probably put that out in like a 50-50 blend so 50% ammonium sulfate 50% um, uh, polycoat or sulfur coat urea and put that out at like, you know, a, a pound of in or less, I would start at a pound of in and then gradually back it down. So maybe you're <clears throat> so, okay, I'll start this at aeration overseed time, aeration overseed time, put down a pound uh, as you start moving in closer to winter, put down a half pound as you're coming out of quote unquote dormancy, put down another half pound. And then as you're moving into the spring, maybe even back that down to a quarter, uh, because you don't need to drive a lot of nitrogen as we're heading into the stress period of it. So I would probably work with something like that and then use your RGS in conjunction with it. You could easily get eight weeks out of it that way. Um, if you don't have that access, I would probably just use like a 50% slow release, whether it's polycoated or sulfur coated. is isn't going to be a tremendous difference. I prefer sulfur coats more than I do polycoats, and I like polycoat sulfur coats, even more than I like just Polyco or just sulfur coat. So <clears throat> a 50-50 blend of quick and slow going out together. <coughs> Again, starting at Aeration Overseed, pound, half pound, and then half pound, then quarter pound. There you go. That's what I would do. What's going on, Bill Blake? How are you, sir? Landscapes of the South in Marietta, Georgia. Welcome aboard, man. Glad you're here. Glad you're here uh brian reese any experimenting with your bermuda grow this year man if i had the time i tell you what i would do uh this is gonna be another shout out to the guys over at thelawnforum.com what i would do is <laughs> there's the grass daddy no shout out to the guys to thelawnforum.com if i had the time what i would do is i would level my backyard with sand and uh <clears throat> i would try and convince my wife not to divorce me and buy a triplex mower and uh and real mow my backyard ideally that's what i would like to do but in reality i know i don't have time to get that accomplished so no i really have no plans for it this year other than just to enjoy the fact that it's bermuda grass and not fescue my front yard is fescue and i hate it my backyard is Bermuda, and I love it. And that, that's just how it is. <clears throat> um, you can sleep on my couch. Um, and really, if if for those of you that are on the Lawn Forum, uh, that would be going after uh, uh, Mr. Ware in Arkansas. I don't know if he's in Arkansas or not, or he's just an Arkansas fan. Uh, but W-A-R-E, Mr. Ware, he has a smoking Bermuda lawn so that's what I would like to do uh, it's just I don't have the time I hardly have the time as it is to to do what it is I do <clears throat> a triplex real motor would just be super exciting I mean that'd be some next-level stuff you, I mean you talk about getting that dialed in even you know at a relatively high height you know we'll say like an inch something like that <clears throat> run that in conjunction with uh with some growth regulators and man that thing would just be awesome 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 (laughs) are are you gonna start real mowing now too grass daddy that is uh that's funny that's really funny i know every time i i watch one of Connor wards videos that i you know my heart starts skipping a beat and i start thinking to myself should i or should i not start real mowing um Obviously it's it's much better for the turf, I mean the turf is going to respond to it really really well. It's a little stressful on the plant to keep it at an unnaturally low height, um, but you know you couple the unnatural low height with spoon feeding and uh, a little bit different management practices then you know you would be, you'd be good. <clears throat> would you use ammonium sulfate only for N with rgs for a yearly program on turf type tall fescue four pounds in per thousand square feet <coughs> rob yes i would and uh and that's what i will be doing this year uh but i'm gonna be less than four pounds i'm probably Uh, The most I will put down this year will be three pounds. Um, The low end this year that I put down will be two pounds. Um, So we'll see how how that plays out. Right now, I'm at 0.8 pounds on the year, So as as of this year. And next round, I'm planning to go out pretty close to no nitrogen. I'm just going to be running potassium sulfate. And... um, a micronutrient mix and uh in the air eight so there you go <clears throat> drew robinson and what turf type there are lots of herbicides for tall fescue clumps if you're talking about tall fescue clumps and in, in in another cool season grass i can tell you why and that's because um the the plant species are too close to, to one another in terms of, of function um, they share a lot of the same plant functions and a lot of the same genetic structure I'm sorry my allergies are killing me <coughs> a lot a lot of the a lot of the same genetic structure so if you start applying herbicides that will affect one <coughs> one uh, uh, you know similar species You may get uh, damage. If you're dealing with two cool season grasses, um, you know, and you're spraying one herbicide to kill one, in all likelihood, it's going to kill the other. Drew Robinson, there is Monument, which is Trifloxy Sulfuron. There is Revolver, which is Forum Sulfuron. There is Katana. I can't remember the active ingredient in Katana, <clears throat> um, debatable certainty, uh, which would be sulfosulfuron, uh, to take it out. Um, the other would be Sulfuron. I can't remember what the active ingredient, I mean, what the, uh, trade name for sulfuron is. Uh, there's another one called Corsair, which is chlorosulfuron. <clears throat> They're all sulfonilureas. Tribute total. Uh, which is a mix of celsius and revolver uh the other one if it's warm enough outside celsius too we'll take it out so there's there's lots of things that that take out uh tall fescue clumps in bermuda grass lots of things man i hate that for the tar heels i know pete denny is going to be highly upset and i i feel for him i know what it's like to uh to uh, have that suffering loss because I'm a Tennessee fan and it seems like every opportunity we ever have to be good, we end up failing miserably. So I know all about it. All about it. Katana works really great on Fescue and Bermuda. Yep. Um, And primarily, you know, Katana is going to be awesome on sedges and it is also going to be awesome on... uh, perennial ryegrass, spraying out perennial ryegrass in Bermuda Transition. Um, it has a lot of uses and it's a, it's a good product. What are you running for your post-emergent mix in round one? <clears throat> I am running three-way at 64 ounces to the acre and triclopyr ester, uh Turfline ester at 16 ounces to the acre. Uh, I am spot treating that. I am not blanking that, blanket spraying that do I still have the skag walk behind I I've never had one Um, our business has one yeah but but I I don't have one yeah we I think we have three skag walk behinds something like that yes you can run a liquid only program for efficiency it's just a um, uh, yeah, it's, it's totally up to you. There's, there's, you know, thousands of way to run liquid only programs, uh, you know, because you think about it, you got your MPK and, um, <clears throat> you know, you can get down your micronutrients that way with it too. In fact, you can get down micronutrient micronutrients much more efficiently through a liquid program than you can through granular. So absolutely. You can definitely do that. Um, what's up, Frank Y, how are you, sir? That's right. Grass daddy's in here. Uh, is having fescue in the cool season and Zorgia in the warm season a good combo for my Outer Banks, North Carolina lawn? Um, <clears throat> Popo, no, sir. Um, so really when you're dealing with Zorgia grass, seeding into Zorgia grass, it just, it never really works well. <coughs> One. One. If you get fescue so established in Georgia grass, ultimately it will cause Georgia grass decline. Um, and then the same thing with perennial ryegrass. So typically if you, if you want to do like what you're describing, you would oversee with perennial ryegrass, like you do Bermuda ball fields or when you see <coughs> Augusta national on TV, it is, um, they're playing on a perennial ryegrass course. It's a Bermuda grass course. But the Bermuda grass isn't green that early in April. It's not that green that early in April. So, um, when it's on TV, they're playing on perennial ryegrass. So typically when you have a warm season lawn that goes completely dormant, you overseed it with perennial rye to give it color during the winter. Now, that being said, Zoysia does not react well to being overseeded with perennial ryegrass perennial ryegrass has an allelopathic, allelopathic uh, damage that takes place to causes uh allelopathic allelopathy is a plant's ability to uh quote unquote poison other plants around it so the most popular one would be a hickory tree and juglone production Juglone is an allopathic response to plant competition. It's very difficult to say that word. I can't say it. I'm not going to say it anymore. So anyway, perennial ryegrass will do the same thing. Um, And it ultimately will cause significant damage in your uh, Zorgia grass. Asked you about the source of K this week. Can you go more into detail about what is the best source and what to stay away from? Thanks. <clears throat> David, I can hear you stuttering through it now. Sigmund. Okay. Now, in terms of the, the best case source, there's there's a lot of different things. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of good case sources that you can choose from. Uh, In terms of the best, the only one I typically recommend people stay away from is potassium chloride, which is muriate of potash. Nine times out of ten, when you go to buy potash, they sell you M.O.P., muriate of potash. (coughs) It has uh, chlorine in it and it's not that chlorine is necessarily a bad thing plants will take up and use chlorine it'll be part of the whole the whole cycle of of plant nutrients but um it tends uh, it's it's very high in elemental salt and i have a mental thing with applying chlorine to the lawn uh it's it's relatively caustic uh, if you ever get it on your hands, it burns very significantly, uh, more so than, than like a, uh, a urea would, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's high in pH, it's caustic. Um, I, I just, MOP, if you're going to till it into the soil and it's a soil that drains really, really well, really quickly, then you can tend to flush that out of your soil surface and get it on out really quickly. Um if you're not in that type situation then I would stay towards like a potassium sulfate Uh, I think one of the newer ones is potassium acetate that they're advertising as being the uh, the ultimate in efficiency I have yet to play with it (coughs) I don't even know how much it cost but potassium acetate is supposed to be the most efficient me personally I like to use sulfate of potash SOP uh, it's expensive, uh, but it's very efficient, and I love those sulfate ions in the soil. Uh, sulfate, SO4, one part sulfur, four parts oxygen, is going to release a lot of oxygen right there at the soil surface. Um, potassium sulfate is actually pH neutral, so it's not going to acidify the soil, and um, and it's going to oxygenate the soil surface. So that's why I like SOP. How about, how about that? accidentally left water hose on and it leaks and leaves a pool of water long story short nothing grows there now how can I get something to grow back in there Uh, drew is it on the side of your house that does not get a lot of light Uh, because that's what it sounds like it sounds like the grass was barely struggling to stay there to begin with and then you have the water hose that leaks there and um, and now nothing grows there. So if I had to guess, it was, um, it's more of a, of some sort of other issue than just water pooling there. Raggrass came up poorly here this year, depending on trying to push it now or kill it, usually kill it in May. I am sorry, y'all. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, actually struggled to come up for us this year. It's just now really starting to pop. So, Paul, probably what I would do is I would just go ahead and push it. You know, put go ahead, go ahead and drop you a, a decent rate of in on it, and uh, and see what it does. <clears throat> um, Tony Silvestri, you seem to have a lot of thatch. Okay, what what turf type are you dealing with, and where are you located in the country? struggling <coughs> Cat hairs <coughs> Wow <laughs> Yeah, I do need an awkward water bottle moment Tall fescue central, North Carolina uh, Tony if you're having a thatchy tall fescue in central, North Carolina <coughs> There we go, uh, tall fescue in central North Carolina man I would I would pop it with a a little bit of nitrogen and and see if it doesn't pull it out if it does not pull it out then golf drop if it does not pull it out then what I would run is a product like John Perry's Green County Ferts D thatch something with a little bit of molasses and remember when you're working with molasses Do not overdo it. David Turfner Watkins is the man that will tell you do not overdo it. Do not overdo it. Start small, so 16 ounces to the acre. That's one pint to the acre. That's a low rate. And try that. Mix it with uh, three cans of beer to the acre, I think it is. (laughs) <laughs> and spray that on your tall fescue if you're having a thatchy issue. But first, I'd give it a little bit of nitrogen, and uh, and see if it doesn't help push some of that out. Usually, drier weather, a little bit of nitrogen, and uh, and you can you can stimulate a lot of that thatch out. <clears> then, <throat> if that doesn't work, use a product like dethatch. <coughs> How about them apples? I'm choking over here, choking over here. We'll get a recola. There we go. Look at that. Back to 100% already. That was fast. Fastest Ricola I've ever had. I want to sing the song every time I say that word, Ricola. It's kind of the thing. When all the trees are starting to come out here in Knoxville, I get sick every year. My wife is fighting it right now. My sister's fighting it. My brother-in-law's fighting it. We're all dealing with it. And I don't really think there's any way around it. It is something fierce in East Tennessee when it comes to allergies I don't know anybody that that can avoid it to be honest and I'm I mean I have very very good allergies but not here in East Tennessee during the spring <coughs> yeah 16 ounces per acre of molasses and three PBRs <clears throat> I'm gonna go out on a limb here and recommend you not use PBR PBR is a perfectly fine beer Maybe I would go with a, uh, maybe I would go with a uh, natural light, maybe a natural ice. Uh, I would have no qualms about putting natural ice into a spray tank in a wasteful fashion. Uh, When it comes to the specific type of molasses, I get a blackstrap ag molasses uh, from my co-op. I think there's there, there's some have like higher rates of sulfur in it or something, and I don't know if that's a better one to use or not. But the one I get at my co-op is uh, feed grade, and so that's what I put out. And That may have you know higher amount of biurates in it, but it's 16 ounces to the acre. I mean, you're not you're not talking about much at all. That's that's low. That's low low. <clears throat> At Callaway, they sell it by the bag. Is that overkill, Drew Robinson? What are you talking about? What do they, uh, what, what do they sell by the bag? Molasses? Oh, I, I don't know, man. <clears throat> I, I do not know about molasses coming from the bag. <clears throat> I've never seen that before. Um, I think tree bark and sugar. Wow, yeah, I've never heard of that, man. I honestly don't know what to tell you. Um, <clears throat> huh, 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 huh yeah, I, I don't know. Here's the thing is when you're using a product like that, I don't know okay, it's horse feed, okay. Yeah, if you can get that to to melt down, then I'd say have at it, but if it has tree bark in it, uh, that's going to sound, that sounds difficult to melt it down. And when you're talking about getting down 16 ounces to an acre, um, <clears throat> I don't know how you would spread it from a bag at 16 ounces to the acre. So I don't know. Sigmund has a product called Blackstrap. It's molasses with humid. Yep. which sounds like a good product add you a couple beers to it. Now here's the thing to keep in mind is that that's not going to be effective until microbial until micro populations are on the, uh, upward on the incline. And that's not going to happen until soil temperatures begin to increase. So once we hit that 55 degree plus soil temperature range, we're going to have very, very accelerated microbial activity then if you apply something like your dethatch uh product or your john perry's dethatch or uh, a molasses and yeast type product um you're going to really get uh your biggest bang for your buck and and in terms of um, the speed at which it does consume that material it's going to happen really 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 quickly so keep that in mind (coughs) let it warm up just the hair before you do that i am so i keep choking i don't know what is going on clearly i was not cut out to be talking today by all means but again if you're in central north carolina and you're dealing with thatch issues it, it sounds like something else is an issue because i don't know like where i'm at here in knoxville it just it is not <clears throat> it is not a thing that is, is is very 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 rare, very rare. Awkward oh, water break. Well, <clears throat> so coming up, this is what where I'm going to be dealing with things uh, moving forward. <laughs> Boy, boy, we got more coming in Tony said it was sodded two years ago <clears throat> it's super thick uh, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah Tony I would try that I would try it I'd spray it with uh, with a dethatch product a liquid dethatch product that contains uh, molasses uh, I, I would I wouldn't waste your time out there as warm as it gets in North Carolina um, I wouldn't worry about getting crazy with a with a de-thatcher and power raking it out. You can. I mean, by all means, you certainly can. Um, I, it's just wasteful, and it's going to really just waste a lot of time, too. <clears throat> Have you had luck with killing out Bermuda and tall fescue? I get mixed opinions on Pylex. I've not used it yet, but plan on this summer. Do you like it or use it? Andrew, I use a lot of Pylex. <laughs> I've done several video series on Pylex. Now, If you go back and look through them, um, I love Pylex. It is probably my favorite herbicide on the market. Um, it is so broad spectrum in terms of what it does. I love its ability to be utilized with seed. Um, the biggest trick I found with using Pylex is that you have to use it <clears throat> at the same time you seed and uh and yes absolutely i love it i think it's a great thing um and and yes it does work on bermuda but you have to understand it's going to be a multi-year approach to get rid of your bermuda grass <clears throat> all right everyone i'm sorry i'm going to have to end this i don't know if y'all can see my eyes are watering <clears throat> i just literally got sick On a YouTube live I don't know what's going on but I need to go take some allergy medication and take a hot shower and try and get this out of my body because I got a long week of work ahead of me Uh, so I'm really sorry but I'm gonna have to cut this short allergies are getting me Uh, I'm in the process of editing a couple of videos so I will throw up some I will not step on any holes I will throw up some more, uh, content too. And, uh, so that way, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep things going. That's right. I'm turning into a zombie tonight. I feel like my eyeballs are about to pop out of my forehead. Uh, all right, y'all, I really appreciate it. Thanks for sticking through this. This was awful, but (laughs) I really appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good night. Take it easy.